podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another match day edition of the Leeds That Podcast. I'm Paul and today I'm joined by Andy. Hello. How are you doing, Andy? Do you know what? It's crawly again. I've got a migraine. Oh, you don't? Do I need to mm. whisper? No, nah, it's all right. I'll battle through. I'm a trooper. Well, today we will discuss our away fixture against Leicester. Um, we're going to discuss the head-to-head record, go through the team lineup, give predictions for the game then afterwards, and we will have a chat and dissect what has gone on. Hopefully not what's gone wrong head-to-head against Leicester. We've won for despite the fact... I will say that these are considered widely as a bogey team for us. We've won 47, drawn 33 and lost 45. The last game against Leicester, the home game, I think we went into that with a lot of confidence and it was one of them where it did not go too well for us. Yeah, I'm hoping that the only thing that this game's got in common with Crawley game is the fact I've got a stinking head. <laughs> I mean, part, part of the problem with the uh, in that Leicester game was we'd kind of lost it after two minutes. <laughs> Yeah, Robin Cock had uh, a bit of a mare with that first couple of minutes, didn't he? Uh, well, I think Bam- Bamford missed a city actually just before that, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's all flooding yeah. back. It's all flooding yep. back. Yeah, that first two minutes, we'd missed a sitter and then put ourselves out of contention. And uh, we we set up against them in a fashion whereby we were... Um, it was interesting, I'll come to this in a bit when I talk about Fox's talk and the different tone there now compared to on the 2nd of November, but they set up with a back five, which was something that their fans were desperate not to do, but they absolutely kind of ripped us apart on the counter. They were able to soak it all up and it, it did teach us something and it, it kind of... I hate this phrase because it's become another one of those phrases that has come all really common, but it set a blueprint of how to beat a Marcelo Bielsa team in the Premier League. I'm going to ignore that and I'm going to go back to Mr. Sitter. What What's Billy Painter doing these days? Billy Painter? I don't know. I could probably look it up. Billy Painter. I'm going to go with Postman. Well, it uh, it wouldn't surprise me. He'd probably deliver to wrong house, wouldn't he? Anyway, we digress. <laughs> digress hugely so we're just before kickoff um team news is in do you want to have a guess at the team andy but uh Lorente is not playing it's a good strong bet i mean we talked about this the other night didn't we but just how disappointed were you that we uh we were able to uh pick Lorente and cooper and then all already we're on to a game where, where we can't oh mate i was I, I touched on it as you said at last podcast i was really upset i thought it was Lorente's time to shine and really kick on and be uh, be awesome and put himself right in the frame for him to be starting every single game, like Cock did. And then obviously now we've, we're Cockless and Lorente less. So who do you think would be coming in to replace Lorente? I reckon he's going to put Luke Ayling at centre half with Liam Cooper. No, he's gone with strike. Has we're he? Click, so, we're clickless again. Does that mean that Ayling started at right back? Yes. Oh, great. I'm happy with that. And I thought Stroik did well against uh, Newcastle when he came on. So I'm happy with that. Maybe a surprise to some, but actually um, on on balance, whatever's keeping Click out clearly hasn't hasn't changed in the mindset of uh, of the manager just yet. So, um, and, I mean, I know he doesn't change 
the team too frequently, so I wouldn't be surprised if on Wednesday night against Everton he starts with the same lineup again. But having said that, we're playing quite thick and fast. We've actually had a fixture change very last minute. We were pl- supposed to be playing on Saturday against Crystal Palace at home, but it's been moved to Monday night. So we, we gives us two more days to prepare for that game. So in the context of this thick and fast run of fixtures, that seems like quite a quite a good move for us, theoretically. Yeah, and I hope that um, Click gets rested up and go come back and dominate like he was doing. I've got a lot of time for Matthias Click. Someone who's not had a look in recently, um, either from the bench or wh- wherever, is Helder Costa. Um, he's on the bench again today. Do, do you see him having a, a, a future at the club in terms of making an impact, being a starting player? Because, I mean, Rafinha and Harrison have got them places absolutely locked down, haven't they? Yeah, rightly so as well. Uh, I, th- I think while Rafinha was finding his feet, Elder Costa did very well, scoring them a couple of great goals against Fulham. And he's had a good start to the season. But, you know, Rafinha, as we've said a few times, just different gravy, isn't it? And I think that game, that Leicester game in November, obviously the, the transfer window didn't shut in August. So in my, in my mind, was Rafinha, was that one of his first appearances? Or obviously he's embedded himself within the team a lot more now he's a regular fixture so could we see him have a bigger impact today if he carries on the way he left off against Newcastle we're going to hopefully have a very good game am I right in thinking that uh, Jamie Vardy's still injured for them yeah Jamie Vardy's out but I've seen I mean there's a few bits that I've seen in doing my research for this podcast one of them is Leicester's record in the Premier League with and without Vardy is identical, 1.51 points per game. And in terms of shots and possession, like it's negligible on absolutely everything. So that isn't to say that Jamie Vardy isn't a hugely important player for Leicester and the way they play and the way that they would play necessarily against us. However, it's possibly not the overall impact that we may have thought by just removing him. Yeah, well, it's because they've got plenty behind him. Like Harvey Barnes is very good. James Madison's very good. I'm going to shoot myself in the foot here and do a lead to that. Ian Acho's nowhere near the player he was when he was at Man City for Leicester. Is he playing? It's not. He, yeah, he's on the bench. He's on the bench. It's They've got Albrighton, Madison, Barnes behind Perez. Oh, that fellow used to be at Newcastle. Iosi Perez. Again, segue. Awful hair. <laughs> Don't worry, if you want to segue further, what on earth was Joel Easton doing with his... Uh, and, and the, then the barber coming out on the, doing an article on the BBC saying, yeah, he was an idiot for putting it on Instagram. But if I, if, if I didn't cut the hair, someone else was going to do it. So I am waiting. <laughs> I am expecting a knock on the door from the police. It's just absolute bonkers. Yeah, we've gone a long way away from where we were at. Tell you what, Fox's talk. Very, very confident. Very, very, very confident um, at Fox's talk because of the fact that of, of their league position, they can cement themselves into sort of a second place at the moment. They have they beaten us four one. They feel they had the the way to to beat us laid out. And uh, this is what someone said on on Fox's talk that possibly summarised it. You tell me. Bielsa will do his usual trick of spending the whole week studying our every move in depth, yet start the same team formation and tactics as he does every game. Only slight worry I have with Vardy being out is they were scared to death of him in the reverse game. From the offer, they were panicking and error strewn around him. That being said, I think we'll be three, nil up, uh, three up by half time. So what, what do you think to that? 
<laughs> Where's he wrong? Where's he wrong, that guy? Hopefully the 3-0 by half-time. Yeah, uh, look, they... Uh, let's not be silly here. They're a good team, well-managed, and they can attack and they're good. We've been going on all week, apparently, on uh, LeedsUnited.com saying that this is the blueprint for how you should run a club that comes up and be more like Leicester. Look, if we win Premier League next season, we'd be well happy if we like Leicester. I, I'm a bit worried about today. James wasn't, was he? Put a thing on uh, Twitter saying he thinks that, that we're going to can't see anything but us pumping them today. I hope he's right. And, and look, you know me, I always want us to win. Really, really, it ruins my week if we don't win. But I think we're, we're in for a tough, tough game today. Having said that, I agree wholeheartedly with James. <laughs> Well, after the first few games when it started going all right before the table really settled down, we were probably looking upwards. And that Leicester game was was part of those two four ones against Leicester and against Palace. And and Crystal Palace are below us and have played two games more than us and and won yesterday. So it's that fixture is really interesting. But yeah, we're we're uh, we're twelve points above Fulham, who've played a game more than us and have a worse goal difference. That's four games worth of, of worth of points at this point in time. It's it's exciting this season to just see where we can push to. Yeah, I just want to get to that point where we are going to be safe. I think we're probably three wins off that, maybe. I can't see Fulham winning seven before the end of the season, and I certainly can't see West Brom or Sheffield United doing that. So I reckon we're probably about three off three wins off being safe. So what would that take us to 29, 32, 35? That's probably about right, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think people would certainly expect that to be the kind of benchmark figure for, for staying up. So the referee for today's game is Chris Kavanagh, um, Manchester born referee. Last time he refed us was the one nil win at Everton. Before that was a four, one away loss to crystal palace. VAR will be Mike Dean, and fourth official is last uh, is the referee from the Newcastle game, Tony Taylor. There's a lot of interesting things there. Thanks as always to Joe Bedford on Twitter, El Loco Joe. Cheers for the info. Love you. First of all, Mike Dean had a stinker on VAR last night. Oh, did he? Yeah, he's the one who didn't give a handball in that. I don't know if you've seen it in the Southampton Aston Villa game. He basically dove to his side with his arm out in an unnatural position and blocked a shot that was otherwise beating the goalkeeper. And uh, they decided that it was it was fine. wasn't given. Um, so, am I sure maybe doing series dove a word? Dove. Well, you dived. Yeah. Dove. I don't know. Listen, get your application written for Countdown, see how you get on. Go sit with Susie Dent in Dictionary Corner. Is Susie Dent fit? Uh, yes. Sound. So, uh, all that being said, Andy, what's your prediction for today's game? Oh, I hate this bit because it's you set yourself up for a fail every week, don't we, by trying to predict it. I really, really want us to win. I think it's going to be a one all draw. Patrick Bamford's going to score. I was about to say one all. I thought it would be another great place to go and get a point today, and it would show some improvement on the first half of the season. So I'm going to go one all as well. It's just bloody um, hard, isn't it? It's just hard. They're a good, good side. Yeah, they're ver- they're a very good side, and again, we may have more possession, but they are 
they've got great players. Harvey Barnes, we've known how good Harvey Barnes is for, for years and it doesn't surprise me that he's flourishing now. There's a time when I was begging Leicester to take him back off West Brom and they did just just because of how good he was at that point in time. So, yeah, what's your word then? Long. I feel like we're in for a long afternoon. I feel like your prediction wasn't very honest. I think you, 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 you body language yeah even your actual verbal language has suggested that other than actually saying one one oh, no, you feel look, like it's look. you feel like that four one's going to be repeated don't you no I'm, I'm just thinking back we showed some resilience in the last game against newcastle when we were absolutely under pump for the last half an hour which felt like three and a half so if that was long when you're winning i feel if we're uh, either clinging on to a one nil or a one all then it's going to be a long afternoon yeah it that seems that seems entirely fair. I'm going to go with apprehensive because I think I I really want to see that they have learned some lessons because it's all right going through that first half of the season and we did we did repeat ourselves in some of the mistakes that we were making, but obviously against different opposition. Whereas this is an opposition we've played before, so it's a chance to actually go out and show that we've learned something from this from the reverse fixture. And if we can sit after this and say, I think we've learned something, then I'll be pleased. But they've gone on to better things since, and we've sort of steadied up and found our general kind of rhythm. So, yeah, I'm apprehensive about this fixture, but I hope I'll be able to come back, as always, after this, and say, yeah, we definitely learned that. Yeah, go out, go out proud, come out of it after the end of it, having, having shown them that we are more than capable of, of equaling or bettering them, because... You know, on our day, I think we could be anybody. I really do. Yeah, absolutely. De- definitely. And anyone could be anybody in this division. We see that the other night with the Sheffield United game. So let's keep our fingers crossed. Hope you enjoy it. And we will speak after this. Right, and we're back. And- Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peaky blinder. Right, we're back, and it's finished Leicester City 1, Leeds United 3. Oh, I love it when we get it spectacularly wrong. You were pooing bricks, my friend. You weren't far off behind me, you. No, I was trying to play it kind of, we'll see how far we've come. But what I didn't want to be able to say was that we haven't learned anything. And it got 77 minutes or whatever it was, and we were, we were, uh, we were one all, and I thought, you know, I can go on and say, even at half time, I thought we could go on and say we've done better. And then. But we have. Yeah, we have. We have. Obviously, we have. So it was. Uh, that was immense, mate. What do you think? Hey, it's, there's so many positives, but I'm going to start with a negative. Go on then. I'm a bit concerned about uh, the walking wounded. Everyone looked a little bit. Uh, a little bit poorly after that one, didn't they? Well, we finished the game with a championship 11 um, because all of our signings are now injured. Although Patrick Bamford has since cleared up, obviously he wasn't a new signing, but he has since cleared up that he only had a dead leg. So we don't need to substitute our only striker for nobody. But yeah, um, that game on Wednesday is looking a little bit um, tough in terms of 
recruitment? No, nah, I'll be fine, mate. That that team that finished the game today with decent. Only only worry for me is Mr. Costolt a little bit decaffeinated when he came on, didn't he? Give it away straight away. But I, I couldn't believe that. When he gave that away, I was like, oh, we're going to be tearing into Helder Costa. But let's go through it in order. I was I was really pleased that we started better than we had done against them previously. You know, we held out those first 10 minutes. It was tit for tat. All's good. Carragher's giving it big licks about Luke Ayling and then Harvey Barnes waltzes through and basically pussyfoots one into the bottom corner. Absolutely livid. Luke Ayling did have a great game, though, to be fair. He did. He did. I think he had a brilliant game from that point. It just kind of, it looked, my nephew's message going that Luke Ayling is SH1T, right? And he based that on on Wednesday night's performance and on our Tuesday night's performance and on this. Who said that? My nephew. And he, I mean, kid ain't got a clue. Unless he's listening, in which case I really respect your opinion. <laughs> however, <laughs> You're right all the time, apart from then. Uh, however, yeah, I don't see it. I think Luke Alien, as I said previously, I think he's been our player of the season in the first half. And, oh, uh, I, said it, I said it last week that get him in England team and Southgate is watching him today. He should have been impressed. Yeah, massively because he's been asked to be, he's not just been asked to be a, a regulatory right back, is he? You know, what Luke Ayling's doing is huge. So then I'll, I'm, this is confession time. It's full on confession time. Well, go on. Hang on, he's, he's 12 stellars deep and he's going to tell us what's going on now. I'm not 12 stellars deep. I'm a few. But we've conceded. I've stood up. Got, I've checked my phone because I don't like to check my phone during the game because I feel that, you know, goal alerts. You missed the goal, didn't you? You missed the goal, didn't you? And li- listen, let this story evolve. <laughs> uh, I thought these things only happened when you for a week at the game. So they've scored, picked phone up, and I've had, I've had an instruction from my wife as to a job that may be imminent. So I thought I'll do that because they'll kick off. I'm a bit annoyed. When did the job? You came part-time, back. part-time Shandy Swilling bastard, you. I forgot to press pause, which let's be honest, this is the problem, isn't it? You, you can pause a game. You can, you don't have to fully watch it live. But anyway, I forgot to pause it. Kate, I wouldn't is, have paused it anyway. Is this the end of the Leeds That podcast? No, not all. Came back in one all. And I, I said, I'll take that because I'd rather not be there and we equalise than be there and we didn't equalise. Oh, you like Patrick Bamford squaring it to Jack Harrison, but more of a bitch. Well, well, I mean, we'll get to that. Our goal that was ruled off. Yeah. I've had comments from people who've seen that Man City goal the uh, last week where basically once defenders touched it, the player's been ruled as being in play, so it's fine. I think if we'd have scored it, I think if Bamford's had been over the line, they would have... I think Schmeichel was complaining about Click being in his eye line for offside, oh, which hasn't yeah. been raised, but it could have been. This all becomes irrelevant, so I'm happy to talk about it now. Can we not talk about the first goal that you missed first? Because that was beautiful. Have you watched it back oh, okay. yet? Yeah, of course I've seen it. You might have had the dishes to do or something. You might have missed it on the replay. I'll tell you the... Well, I won't tell you the job I had to do. Go on, tell, was, us, was, tell us. Tell us. My wife took my two-year-old for a stroll around. She decided I'm not going to sleep, so we decided to put the iPad on in the utility. So I got the instruction, please may have the iPad ready for when she gets in. So I've seen this gone. Had an absolute shocker trying to get the iPad to connect. Got frozen on other 
apps are available and other mainstream movie outlets are available. Come back and heard him go, Dallas has had a scorcher there. I thought, oh, I'll take it. I'll take it. That's not the first time we've missed a Dallas goal. Uh, I remember being at your house. Oh, I missed the Stoke one, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. But that was for better reasons, like getting a beer. Yeah, I went to get your beer, come back. <laughs> we've scored goal of the season. Yeah. Um, no, that was a brilliant goal. What a brilliant goal. What Like, Stuart Dallas, um, and this is getting it all out of order, but Stuart Dallas was my man of the match today until until Patrick Bamford scored a belter and uh, then had an assist. So spoiler alert for that, Patrick Bamford's man of the match. But up until that point, I was giving it to Stuart Dallas because I, th- I think, again, he's been asked to play in a different role. He's popped up. At halftime, they've made a tweak. We've had to adjust again and he's had to play deeper. Stuart Dallas is phenomenal. Yeah. I've got it, that's there's nothing else to add, is there? Well, his finish was class. He is a he can finish. And he scored some great goals for Leeds United. Do you know who else had a very good game? And I know he's gonna be he's gonna be absolutely fuming right now. That scummer Casper Schmeichel. He made some right saves in the first half and he, he's going to be fuming and that's beautiful. He became he became a, a pantomime villain for me today because when he left, I was good. I was good when Casper Schmeichel left because I didn't think he'd done out wrong. And and he put that letter out saying, I didn't want to be sold, what's gone on? And then he's gone on and, and won the league and it was Leeds that. It was completely leaves that we've completely messed up. We've sold someone who was a decent goalkeeper for us for virtually nothing. But his career until that point, he'd come out of Man City, gone to the do you remember the Knotts County project when they got cashed up in League Two and they were signing everyone? Sven and Sol. Yes. Yeah. Right. And and then we'd sign him. He'd had a good year. And then he went and, and the commentator today said he had a had a nightmare of a year at Leeds United. I thought he didn't. He got sold and he's written us a letter saying he didn't want to be sold and he want, didn't know that this was happening, etc. Yes, he's had a, an amazing testimonial career at, at Leicester, obviously. But Casper Schmeichel's a brilliant goalkeeper, but the saves he was making and let's be fair, he's a bellend. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought he's my pantomime villain. So what we've had to do to counteract his uh, his absolute class is stick one in the top corner from Patrick Bamford and then square one for a tap-in because he ain't yeah. doing doubt about that. It's the old pro-evo FIFA goal, that, isn't it? Yes, I think that's a very politically correct way of saying it, Andrew. I, f- I, be- I believe it was, it was the triple tap with a tap-in. And the beautiful thing about Patrick Bamford in that move for the third because we're skipping over the second I'll come back to the second because I really enjoyed that it's because he's had 12 cans of Stella I haven't I've had two that's a lie it's a multiple of two and um, (laughs) (laughs) do you know what if you're never going to get carried away with something make it a game like this so the replay shows when he had a look up and I think that just shows the player he is because if you're a striker do you know if if that's come to him and it's this before he's scored and he's not scored for four goals, four, <laughs> he's not scored for four games, 
he probably isn't having a look up there because no. he's thinking, I need a goal. But having got on the score sheet in such a style, he's had a look up, he's seen Jack Harrison bursting up, and, and in this Leeds team, you know someone's bursting up with you, don't you? You know someone's going to be there. And Jack Harrison... Jack Harrison's on a hell of... This is Jack Harrison's best run of form for Leeds United. Oh. Absolutely is. If you run, you. It, run it back a few games, he's, he's scored some very important goals recently. And his strike in the first half was decent. Oh, yeah, brilliant. Again, a good save by Schmeichel. I think the thing that we have to touch on is uh, last week I was complaining about Paddy against Newcastle, wasn't I? And I think he's returned to form gloriously today. We've got the Paddy Bamford back from uh, start of the season, not the pound stretcher version we've had for the last couple of games. So it's it's good to have him back. And he said that. He's come out and said that himself. He said he's he's had a poor couple of games. He's um, never heard of pound stretcher. No. Uh, what would we say? Waitrose stretcher? I don't know. But he's acknowledged that his standards dipped the last couple of games. And it was really important. But importantly, Andy, I'll give you credit for this. You said this in the first first half bef- before his assist. You said this early doors. You said Patrick Bamford's looking decent today before maybe it was after his assist but it was certainly before he went on to have that important like match winning contribution in the second half I'm a visionary mate just call me Marcelo so that's our first win against the top six side it's long overdue but thoroughly deserved isn't it depends what you call a top six side mate a side currently residing in the top six of the Premier League when we beat Everton they were third yeah Okay, I'll accept your point there. You've completely uh, myth-busted the entire stats. So basically, that stats a load of garbage, isn't it? It's the top six as far as the media are concerned. It doesn't matter. Leeds, Leeds are all right. No, you're right, mate. That is completely fair. Often you come up with a lot of guff, like that um, Matthias Click has run more metres than any player in Premier League history. But today, that one, you've myth-busted him. So fair enough, mate. Thanks, pal. I don't really know what else to say other than wow, wow, wow. What a game. What a performance. I think a big nod's got to go to uh, our gaffer, Bielsa, but we already knew that, didn't we? Brendan Rodgers has felt so much pressure. Half-time, he's completely changed it around. They come back out, go at us. We show some resilience and look like we're void of ideas. Ride it, and then Bielsa just takes him to school and does the rest, doesn't he? Well, I, th- I thought it looked in that early part of the second half that this could be one of those games where we finish with less possession. And by one of those games, I meant very, very rare. As it panned out, I think... I'll just double-check this, that this is the full-time rather than... Uh... Well, I'll tell you what, it's a, it's a huge compliment from Leicester to change it up at half-time against us, isn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, huge... We've, we actually I'd, have, yeah. We've finished with 49% possession today. I don't according want to sound to the, like... According to the BBC, we've been done 18 <laughs> shots to eight. We've had shots on target eight to seven. We've only had four corners to their seven. I mean, this is this is important, Andy. How threatening did we look from corners? Oh, very threatening. We've, we don't, though, do we? You know? We also looked fairly assured, apart from that one where... Uh, Perez and Evans have got in each other's way when they should have made it to all. Other than that, we looked assured and quality from, from their set pieces. I, 
the only thing that worried me was when the, when Barnes and Madison got the ball and had a little canter. Other than that, it was kind of edgy seat. But look, I'm not going to sit here looking like I'm obsessed with Leicester because I've given them quite a lot of praise and I normally hammer other people for giving teams praise, don't I, Paul? But, I've never, never noticed, mate. But that's a massive, massive win today. I've, I've said it this first half of the podcast that I thought would be nine points off safety. Now we're six with 18 games to go. Yeah, I see what you're doing there. You're counting upwards rather than downwards. And fair enough. And, you know, we got absolutely... Uh, we, I remember this so clearly. After the Leicester home game, which was a Monday night, I've sat down and tried to pick everyone up after that game. Me, you and James were sat there and... Because we were kind of riding the crest of a wave coming into that. And we got turned over and we've sat and gone, what's gone wrong here? What's gone wrong? Because we've been, we've had a biff on the, biff on the nose, haven't we? Yeah. And uh, all I wanted in this first half of this podcast, I said it quite clearly, was to be able to say, we've learned something from that. And we were so much, although, and you didn't like this, you didn't like us talking about fine margins, and it is, again, it's fine margins, but it does appear that we've learned something from that first fixture because we were tighter and we were way more competitive and it felt like more of a, you know, tete-a-tete. Oh, to be in that position late on, we didn't... I don't felt feel that we uh, scored against the run of play no. for our second uh, goal. Or third. No, not hugely. I, I know they've had more shots, but it's been very, very similar. And, and if you look at the quality of their shots and the, and and the actual threatening chances, I think we probably. I'm, I'm, I haven't seen the XG, but I'm sure we won on XG today because in the first half we had some really threatening chances. So all I can say is, I think out and out, that probably, other than the Aston Villa game, is is probably our best victory of the season for me. I think I oh, do I agree I think it's the most important one I think it's a big statement it can all be to do with timing as well Andy because at this point in time we'd, we'd come off the back of a couple of defeats I know it doesn't raise us anything but Southampton a few weeks ago people were talking about being brilliant and up at the top of the division and we're now one goal off them from having an identical record um, we've got a game in hand on Arsenal and we're two points behind them and our game in hand is against Southampton. So if we win that game in hand, we go top half, we're above Arsenal, and it's a home game at some point in March. I, I, obviously, the, the fixture means that, that it won't happen in that order. We've done all right. We are now 15 points clear of the team. We're five wins ahead of them, mate. Come on. I'm running out of superlatives. It's... Well, I tell you what, I've told you my man of the match, Patrick Bamford, and uh, I, I would have given it... I, I honestly... I think Stuart Dallas, the role he's been asked to do today, and it, it wasn't just because it was one of those, if we don't win, who do I give it to? I give it to Stuart Dallas. I genuinely feel that he, he had such an important role in today's game. Um, lots of other players did, but I've given it Patrick. You can't look beyond Patrick Bamford with two assists and a, 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 a stunning goal, because we haven't really talked. That finish was phenomenal. Who are you going to give it to, Andy? Oh, it's Patrick Bamford, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, other than him... Because there's no point going on because you've covered everything about Paddy. He was he was brilliant. Other than him, I thought Calvin Phillips had a fantastic game. I thought he absolutely bossed them all over. 
And I thought Bill, Luke then had a good game as well. Just one little moment of lapse of, I don't know if he got dazzled by his feet or whatever, but he, he, he again was brilliant. What's your word? Chuffed. I'm absolutely chuffed with that. You've got to find a way to not be too down if you lose and not get too carried away. But you can't hide from the fact that these kind of things give you a boost. And um, we've got, we've only got a few days. We've only got Monday, Tuesday off, haven't we? And we'll be back again Wednesday night. But then we're playing against a team. And I want to see this then. And I'll, we'll talk about this pre-match on Wednesday. We beat Everton and we went, we went, up against it with them in a similar kind of game to this. It was relatively similar, to be honest. However, we came away with the 1-0 victory, whereas today it was 3-1. So the scoreline makes today look like a better result. When it, it was very, very similar in, in my books. Because they had chances. You know, Everton had chances, Leicester had chances, and we missed chances in that game. Very, very similar kind of game. But what I came in today saying, I want to see us learning from what happened in that first fixture. What I don't want us to see is any kind of complacency from that beating Everton away when we play him. And it'll be exciting to see our new track on Wednesday night. Yeah, big new signing. And that was the only January signing uh, unless we uh, unless the YouTube guy ain't trolling us and we actually get Rodrigo to ball in before, uh, before Monday night. That fella, if you've seen him, Mr. YouTube, who, uh, who's uh, invested in Leeds, so, oh yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. So he's he, he posted a picture of uh, DePaul Street or something, some kind of university. That he said it's a sign because it was a sign, and uh, but someone said sign me. When I, I thought we were supposed to sign DePaul, so he's either just hilarious or he knows something. So we'll know that before uh, Wednesday night as well. My word is similar to what you've just been going on about. It's caution. It's it, I'm dead mega unbelievably. I'm a bit shell shocked actually from today because you heard it first half, which is why we do these pods, isn't it? As as we do in that format, so we're kind of egg on his face. So you can actually understand where we're going with this and what we're thinking. I didn't see us winning today. I'm absolutely buzzing, but now we've got no Rodrigo and no Rafinha for Everton on Wednesday. I think we just need to not get too carried away, not get ahead of ourselves, but just remember six more points. And I think that's us. If we're not, and we go down on 35 points, I will cry like a little baby. Obviously. But that would take us to get six, two wins out of the next 18, 18 games. And it'd be, and for the teams below us, yeah. All being well, we're staying up. So it's been a very satisfactory afternoon. Enjoy this. Like I say, it should see you through the rest of the week, but we've got a midweek game. So hopefully it'll see you to Wednesday and uh, we'll speak soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.